And that's why we're so close. Amen. In Jesus' name. Let's all stand today. I want to take you to a word I felt from the Lord today to cast some vision with. I want you to say it after I say it. We don't want the easy path. Some of you are scared to say it. Now, right now, you may not understand what that means, but in a few minutes, I think you're going to understand. We don't want the easy path. Y'all can already feel it like I do. Some of you feel it. You know what I'm trying to say. We do not want the easy path. And, and some of you are like, well, no way. We want this is America. Everything's built to make life easy. And look what's wrong with us. Look how messed up our nation is. We weren't built for easy paths. We really weren't. And so today we declare, starting off this year, this first Sunday, that we do not want the easy path. And it's going to make more sense in a moment. But we've got to say it, we've got to believe it with all of our heart today. Hebrews 12 and 1, Therefore, we also, since great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Everybody say easily. There's that word easy. That's what we don't want. Easy is what we don't want. Easily snares us. But let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. We don't want easy. We're not the people of easy. We're not the people that look for the easy roads. We're the people that look for the right roads. The roads of purpose and power and anointing. The roads of victory. The, the cross was set before him. He endured it and he despised the shame. But when he got done, he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He completed his race and so shall we. But the road we're looking for is not easy. But it's going to be an amazing road. It's going to be a fun journey. And it won't be easy, but it's going to be amazing. And it won't be easy, but it's sure going to have a lot of memories. And it won't be easy, but there's going to be power and victory and testimonies. We don't want easy. We do not want easy. And everybody say in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you, Brother Angel. Appreciate you so much. But we are looking forward to a great year, and in a moment I'll cast some vision, but let me just start with what I feel in my spirit. I hope that you know by now that we are on a journey. All of us are on a journey. And according to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, we're in a long-distance race that requires endurance. But you only endure something that's difficult. And if you are on a race you have to endure, then that suggests that the race is going to be difficult. That suggests that it's going to be very hard. And we have to understand that about this race. It will not be easy. And the Christian life you've signed up for is not the easy path. I'm sorry if somebody told you, come to church, it'll get easier. It won't get easier, but it will be better. Hebrews 12 and 1 tells us to run, to endure the race that has been set before us. I cannot change paths. I can't pick my own road. I can't pick the way I want to go. God has given me and you a set path, a track 
we can't change, we cannot divert, we can't go a different way, because the path has been set before us. There's no fighting that path. You just need to make your mind up. It's going to be hard, but it's going to be right. We don't want the easy path. Verse 2 says that we look to Jesus to endure the race. We look to him because he's the finisher. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. We look to Jesus to endure the race. We look what he had to do to make it. Endure the cross. Despise the shame. Before he could even enjoy the prize at the end, he had to overcome the tough journey. And you and I are on a similar journey. We must take the same way that Jesus took. Thomas said, I don't know where to go or how to find you. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the way. Go like I go. Walk like I walk. You're on the same road of Jesus. Was Jesus' road easy? right but was it blessed whether was it full of miracles was it full of supernatural power yes was it full of God moments and and things that you can't explain yes the road that God has us on is hard but it's an amazing road this year will not be easy it will be amazing this year will not be easy it will be powerful This year will not be easy. It will be victorious. This year will not. The difference in this year and last year is last year was hard too. But this year it will be hard and there will be blessings. This year it will be hard and you won't even remember it. This year it will be tough and you won't recognize it. You won't even nod to it. Because the blessings will overshadow the difficulties That's why the Bible says, Chris, for the joy set before him, because when you are on the right path, the cross is not that hard. Yeah, it's going to be tough, though there will be joy. It's going to be hard, but we will have everything we need to make it in this journey. Paul said that in order to get the prize at the end, that he had to press towards it. Philippians 3 and 14, he confesses, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God and Christ Jesus. We've got to put pressure to it. We've got to lean on it. It's not easy. It's not going to budge with a little push. You've got to put everything you've got into this to make it. The path will be hard. Jesus defined our path like this in Matthew 7 and 13. He said, enter the narrow gate. You've got to be careful because the gate is narrow. You've got to squeeze your way through it. You've got to get through the narrow gate. But wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. I don't want the easy road. I don't want the easy big road everybody else has taken. That's the one that's going to lead me to a destiny of destruction. Give me the hard road. Give me the tough one. Give me the one that's difficult to get into. Give me the one that's not always roses and bliss. Because that road will lead me to life. Verse 14, narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. Give me the hard one. I want life. Give me the tough one. 
I want to live. Give me the tough one. I, don't, I want to wake up in the morning and know I've got purpose. Give me the tough one, Brother Dale. I don't want to just live this life and die. I want to fight. I want to push. I want to climb. I want to do something with my breaths. I want to make something of this time that I have. Time is running out. Give me the tough one. Don't want the easy. I don't want the easy. I don't want the broad. That's the will of God for us. Give me that narrow way. Give me that tough way. Give me that straight path. Give me the one that's like the tightrope walker. You ever seen those people? They're crazy. They put a rope over a canyon and over buildings 800 feet up, and they'll walk across a rope. Talk about straight and narrow. One little misstep, and you're dead. That's the road God's called us to. That's the road of balance we've got to find. That's the road of trusting in God we've got to find. When it's straight and narrow, there's no room for you to have any other side hustle. There's no room for you to sin and have easy weights pulling you down. When you're on the straight and narrow road to life, you've got to trust in God. Now you see where I'm going with this. Give me the tough road because the tough road has the power of God on it. The tough road has the glory of God on it. The tough road has the grace of God. On it. The tough road, I need Jesus. I don't want the easy path because the godly path is not easy. And if you're looking for an easy path, you're looking for a path without God on it. Oh, yeah, when you took drugs, you got away from God because you took the easy path. When you went to that bottle and started drinking alcohol, you took the easy path. God's not on that road. Yeah, when you started to have sex before marriage, you took the easy road. God's not on that road. When you cheat and you steal to get your money and you, you commit fraud and you're messing with everybody all the time, you took the easy road. God's not on that road. Anytime you pick the easy road, you pick the godless road. Give me the tough road. Give me the road God's on. Give me the one that's righteous and right and correct. I don't care how tough it will be. The Lord is my strength on the tough road. God has called us to the tough road. You know what's easy? Extra weight and sin. That's what our text says. Is it's easy when you start to have extra weight and sin, to be snared. Yeah. When you pick an easy road, you get in more trouble. When you pick an easy road, the devil, he takes you out a lot faster. The problem with the extra weight and the sin, it's harder to run. It's easier to get tripped up. It's more difficult to make it on the road. The road is hard enough. Why are you adding extra weight? See, people are like, well, I can't do that because it's a sin. No, some of the stuff you can't do, it keeps you from running. Yeah, go ahead and run that marathon next week after eating a box of Snicker bars and see if it doesn't give you a stomach cramp. Well, Snicker bars aren't a sin. Yeah, but you can't run with all the Snicker bars. Get rid of the Snicker bars to finish the race. Some things I preach against is because I want you to make it down the tough road. You see, we can't be people of a tough road and have all the worldliness of this life. We are a people of wholeness so that we can run more and so we can make it further, so we can climb higher. And wholeness gives us power to not have to have extra weight. Well, there's really nothing wrong with that TV that I have. There's nothing wrong with that movie. Yeah, it is because you can't run with it like you could without it. 
The reason why you're struggling to make it down this already tough road is because you've got all the extra junk in your life, and it's making it easy for you to get snared up. Look, the road is tough, and you can't make it easy. And so the best thing to do when you have a tough road is to work out for it. Get on the right diet for it. Get rid of the worldly carnal things so that you can make it. Don't compromise your walk with God and start to go another direction. Anybody can make it down the road. I'm preaching if you would just do it God's way. Anybody. But when you compromise your walk with God and you add all kinds of worldly stuff in your life and you get heavy and you get slow and you start tripping up, and you add sin, that's why you're struggling. You're not struggling because the road's too hard. You're struggling because you made it too hard. I just, how many times y'all said that? How many times I said that? I just, the road's too hard. No, it's not. You're too fat. God, the road's too hard. God, Snicker bar, Twinkie, the road's too hard, potato chips, oh, the road's too hard, TVs, movies, entertainment, pornography, the road's too, you're blowing up yourself too hard. The road's not too hard, you're too carnal. Get rid of the world, get rid of the sin, and it's a lot easier. See, you growing up in church, you thought everything was a sin. The preacher said, don't do it, it's a sin. But they missed that scripture, said some things are a weight. And that preacher got up and said, it's going to send you to hell. No, indirectly, it won't send you to hell. Indirectly, it'll make you tired. And being tired will make you go to hell. So it's like, well, I can watch this. You can until you can't. You can't until you're not running anymore. You can't until now you skip in church. You can't until now you skip prayer. You see, you do it until you get too tired. And when you get too tired, you blame the road and you blame God instead of looking in the mirror saying, I did this to myself. Do it God's way. Lose the extra weight. Unload the backpack. The road is tough and you can't change the road, but you can change what you're carrying. And I feel the Lord talking to somebody right now. You've been calling God out saying, God, this Christian walk is so tough and so hard. What are you doing making me have to do all this? I can't go any further. That's because you've got so much extra that God never told you to have. And it's God's fault? No, it's not God's fault. We've got to learn that easy is our enemy. You know, it's amazing how you, it's, so, it's so contradictory. You get, you get easy to think you get rest. It's not better. It gets worse. You take time off from church so that you can have a break. It gets worse. Take time off from prayer. You want to take a break. It gets worse. You add things in. It gets worse. Easy is our enemy. We are not looking for easy in 2024. We are not looking for more for us in 2024. It will destroy us. You know, brothers and sisters, we get in trouble when we take easy paths. We mess up on easy paths. The Bible says when David was supposed to go out there and be a king and help fight battles, he stayed home from war and got on the rooftop, and he got in trouble because he looked through the windows and saw some girl taking a bath, and that's when he got in trouble. He took the easy path. Easy paths, we get messed up on easy paths. Young people, easy paths get you messed up. Sitting your phone all day is easy. It gets you messed up. Playing video games all day is easy. It's easy because it's fun. Oh, it's so hard. I'm, I'm trying to be a streamer. I'm trying to make a lot of money. No, you're having a blast. There are some jobs I wish I could make money on, like fishing. Are you serious? You want to make a million dollars a year fishing? Well, caught me a fish. Got a sponsor. I'm a millionaire. Ha! I think I'll do it for a living. 
Easy paths destroy you. It's a lie from the devil. Yeah, you know what happens on easy paths? We get real fat. We get real lazy. Or is that one stream, that one popular video that lady said, just getting fat and sassy. I don't know if y'all have heard that one yet, but it stuck with me. Yeah, she went viral for saying that. It's all she had to say. She went viral. But on the easy pass, we get lazy. We get fat. We get lethargic. And then when it's time to run, we can't. Instead of changing our diet, instead of getting right with God, we just complain about the journey and say it's too hard for us. Before you know it, you're looking for a church that doesn't have near the restrictions. You probably noticed by now our church is a little different than other churches. We believe in this thing called holiness. We believe you're supposed to live a pure life, that we're not like the world. We don't act like the world. We don't dress like the world. We don't do what the world does. You know why? Not because we're better. Because we like to run. Because we want to make it. Because we've got a path that is hard, but it's also the right path. The temptation is to try to stay in the race with more weight. And the problem is eventually you won't make it. Because we pick easy and it's not the will of God. Let me go even deeper today. God's grace does not flow on easy paths. 1 Peter 5 and 5, likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Young people say amen. That was really quiet. I said say amen. There you go. I'm your elder, so... Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. That's the hard path right there. Isn't that a hard path? That's a tough path. Take the hard path of humility. Why? Because God, what does he do when you're not right? God resists the proud. Talk about a hard life when you get prideful and you can't take instruction from anybody and you can't be submissive. That's called pride. The opposite of submission and humility is pride. And if you're not submissive to godly authority, you have pride. And guess what God does with people who are pride? He resists you. God's not involved in your life. You know why you're so weak right now? Because you're prideful and God's a million miles away because you pushed him out with your pride. The Bible says he'll never leave or forsake you. It doesn't mean you can't leave and forsake him. He's trying to have a walk with you. He's trying to be close to you. But we put up pride and we have no humility. And God says, the Bible says he resists us. And you're wanting the power of God to work in your life, but you're not in position. And you're wondering why God's not coming through for you. Because you have to have the right spirit to have the favor of God and have him work in your life. Let's keep going. Verse 6, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Don't fight the hand of God. Humble yourselves. That he may... Exalt you in due time. Does anybody else get tired in the race? But when you run the race the right way, he will exalt you in the right time. When you've got God's favor in your life on the tough race, he will exalt you in the right time. We will not finish this race because of us. We will finish this race because of him. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. Let me tell you right now, choosing the hard path makes you need Jesus. 
I don't want an easy path because I won't need God on the easy path. I don't want an easy path because I won't have to pray on the easy path. I don't want to have everything going my way because I won't need God on the easy path. I want to wake up every day and have a fight on my hands, a battle and a hill to climb. Because on those hills and on those roads, I know that God is with me. And when God is with me, I can do anything. Look at this, verse 7. I love this. Casting all your care upon him. Are you carrying a lot on the path? Give it to Jesus. He's with you. You see, here's the cool thing about the tough path. He's with you on the tough path. And when he's with you on the tough path, he helps carry your load. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it. Yes, you can. He'll lift you up and he'll help carry your bags. I want to stay on the hard path. Because God's on the hard path. He's with me in the hard path. He doesn't resist me. Verse 8, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, he's walking around trying to get you. He's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him. Steadfast in the faith. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Somebody say sufferings. Yeah, you're in church and you're hurting right now. It's okay. I want that path. I want the path that's hard. Even though there's suffering, I want the path that's tough. Even though it's difficult, I want the path that's difficult. Because I know that my God is with me. Here's where grace comes in. Verse 10. But may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. I want the tough path. I want the God road. I want the road that's straight and narrow because God's grace flows on the tough road. I'd rather have God's grace than my own strength. I'd rather have God's favor than my own ability. I'd rather have God with me and God moves on the tough path. Hear me, church family. Hear me today. Take the tough path because God's going to do some miracles, signs, and wonders on the tough roads. To him be the glory, verse 11. And I like this word. And the dominion. He's got all authority and all power forever, but you've got to walk on the tough paths to have the grace of God. Maybe this next Bible verse will help you not want to take the easy path. 2 Corinthians 12 and 6 all said, For though I might desire to boast, I will not be a fool, for I will speak the truth. But I refrain, lest anyone should think of me above what he sees me, to be or hears from me. And lest I should be exalted above measure. By the abundance of the revelations. Because Paul had a lot of great spiritual revelation. He said a thorn in the flesh was given to me. A messenger of Satan to buffet me. Lest I be exalted above measure. Sometimes you can walk with God so much the road gets easy. And you start to get comfortable. Sometimes you can have so much power over the devil that you don't have any more problems. You see, watch this. We have power over Satan. And so sometimes God lets us have weakness in flesh. Because when you have great power over Satan and no problems in flesh, you get comfortable. And you start thinking you don't need God anymore. In fact, I remember a certain angel who had no problems in the flesh and he had a lot of power and authority in heaven. Because he had no flesh to have problems in. Because that pride comes before a fall. 
And so notice what's happening with Paul. Paul is rising in the ranks of spiritual authority, and God lets Satan, a messenger of Satan, bring him something that would cause suffering in his flesh. And he prayed three times, the Bible says, to get rid of it, and God said no. Look at verse 8. Concerning this thing, I pray with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And the Bible goes on to say that he said, my grace is sufficient for you. Strength is made perfect in weakness. Why are you on a road that does not cause you to have to lift anything? Why are you on a road that does not cause you to reveal how weak you are? Why are you keep picking roads where you don't have to feel fragile? Why are you always picking paths? Hear me in the Holy Ghost right now. Why are you always picking paths that are easy for you when God flows in hard roads? You see, we're missing it, y'all. Suffering is a setup for the grace of God to flow. And here's what I'm starting to realize about the grace of God. It's 1,000 times more powerful than my suffering. You hear me? It's not just enough to get me through. It's abundant. It's abundantly enough. It's more than enough. It's more than I could do a thousand times over. The grace of God has no ending. It's all powerful. The grace of God does more in my weakness than I can do in my strength. Why are you picking easy roads when more gets done on tough roads? So the Bible says that he did not get his prayer requested, but he got grace. And when you're going through suffering and you're going down tough roads and you're saying, I've been shipwrecked and I've had a lot of problems, God. This road is too tough. God says, I will give you grace to get through everything you're in. If you want God's grace to flow on your life, stop picking easy roads for you and your family. Stop picking easy roads for your marriage. Stop picking easy roads for your kids. Stop picking easy roads for your job. Stop picking easy. Easy is not where God shows up. I want God to show up. When God shows up, he just speaks and just snaps his finger and just winks at things and they shift and they change. He's got power over everything. I just need God to show up. You know what? It doesn't matter what I'm going through if just God shows up. It doesn't matter how bad it is if God shows up. If God can just step in my situation, everything changes. If I can just get God's grace there, we will make it in Jesus' name. Paul confessed that he prayed that what he wanted, but Jesus told him to pray like this. Not my will be done, Lord, but your will be done. And I don't think Paul really made a mistake. I think we're just human. But Paul prayed Get rid of my suffering. Isn't that right? The Bible says he prayed, I don't want the thorn in my flesh. I want to get rid of it. And that what we all pray when we're not feeling good? Is it necessarily wrong? Probably not because nobody wants to suffer. But here's the problem. Jesus did not teach us to pray that way. And so maybe just Paul had a moment of weakness. He began to pray his will instead of praying God's will. And I don't find where Paul said, Lord, if it's your will, let me keep this in my flesh. Because even the best of us fall on the trap of looking for the easy road. And I've noticed a trend among us Christians. Sometimes we say this, oh, I'll pray about that and get back to you. You sound so spiritual, don't you? 
Oh, this brother loves to pray. Every time I talk to him, he says he wants to go pray and get back to me. But it's interesting. I've noticed a trend in this brother, this sister that prays about everything I tell him to do. They always come back and do what they want. It's interesting that God never, ever tells them to do anything they don't want to do. It's always like God always just is on their side. Can I warn you right now? If you say, let me pray and get back to you, you better pray and get back to them. Put it in your calendar because we all forget. But don't pray like this. Uh, Well, hey, God, it's me. I told someone that I would talk to you about this thing. (laughs) I don't really want to do it. And I'm pretty sure you're with me. You're like my heavenly father. You love me. So, God, I just wanted to tell, take, I told him I'd pray about it and I don't want to be a liar. But you know, I don't have time for it, God. And you know this wouldn't probably be good for me. And God, you know, like, like who's God in this prayer meeting? You or God? You know what it is? It's an excuse for you to go back and act like a hypocritical Christian and act like you talked to God and you got an answer from heaven. And you're lying through your teeth. Because you did not really ask God what to do. You just took a couple minutes to to just get that off your chest. And then you tell them, well, I prayed about it. It's still God's will for me to do this. Y'all, we have to be so careful when we're praying to not pray our will. Because I've noticed in my prayers, I pray easy path prayers. Most of my prayers are, God, I don't like what I'm going through. Stop it. God, I don't like this. Stop it. You know what's crazy? is God's not doing a lot of my prayers. God's not stopping a lot of my things because the majority of my prayers are easy path prayers. And I'm getting a revelation for the new year, and I'm giving it to you right now, is God doesn't want us to keep praying easy path prayers. God's getting tired of the church begging him for easier paths when his glory shows up in tough paths. God's getting tired of the church begging for always something easier than his anointing and his favor flows in tough paths. God wants the church to start praying like this, not my will be done, but thy will be done. If suffering is your will, then I want it for myself. If pain is your will, I want it for myself. And you're saying, preacher, why would I want pain? Because his grace is sufficient for me stop praying against the hard paths church family stop praying against people against you all the time stop praying for more easy things because God does not move in easy And some of you have it so easy, and God is a million miles away. And one of the best things that could ever happen for you is for things to get ruffled up a little bit. Did you know, let me tell you something how God works. When you hear about bad news in the church, it's really good news. Well, that brother's mad at that brother. Good. Get that out of his heart. Pastor, we've got some leaders that are struggling. Good, let's deal with it. I'm glad it's finally revealed. Bad news is good news in the church because there's suffering, and God works in suffering. Oh, you ran away from a church like that because you thought church shouldn't have any problems, but I've come to tell you, yeah, there's problems, and, and it's okay. Because problems in a church means there'll be suffering, and suffering means there'll be pain and offense. And where all of that's happening, the grace of God's moving. Our God's attracted to problems. Our God's attracted to vulnerability and openness, and, and he's not scared of dirt. He's not scared of messes. Our God works good with sick people. 
And so when I hear about problems in the church, I say, great, let's fix it. God's grace is going to move in that situation. God's going to work in that marriage. God's going to fix that financial problem. I'm not scared one bit because our God loves bad roads. Our God loves tough situations. That's where he shows off and shows out the most. If there's another way for grace to flow... I'll try to take it, but like Jesus, if it's possible, let this cup pass for me. But if it's not possible, let me drink this cup. Because I want to flow on the right road, no matter the cost. God's grace moves on tough paths. The easy path is the path of humanity. I'm about to close. Let me go through a few more of my closing remarks, and then we'll get to the end. Scriptures. The easy path is the path of humanity. Only humans, only human-sized things will happen on an easy path. Only human-sized miracles will take place on a human path. Only human-powered accomplishments will happen whenever you take the human road. Men have done great things. Men have built businesses, and they've climbed Mount Everest, and they've done a lot of these things without God. But those are simply nothing compared to the things that God does with those who walk in grace. Because for all the might and power of men, they've never raised the dead. They've never seen blinded eyes opened up miraculously. They've never been able to cast out demons out of people, tormenting children. For all the things humanity has done, if you walk in humanity and take the easy path and the broad way to destruction, you'll never have victory or power in your life. In fact, I dare say you'll be so bored. But if you want to experience the supernatural church, you'll need to take the hard path. The path that most people will never take. It doesn't make any sense to take it. The path that hurts sometimes and it costs you a lot. And you're thinking, how foolish to take that path. The path that isn't logical. The path that makes you feel insecure. The path that makes you feel unsure. It's the God path. I know God's calling you right now. You know how I know? Because you're doubting if you'll make it. God called me, I said, I don't know if I can. And God said, you're not supposed to. I'm partnering with you, bro. I'm not just sending you. I'm walking with you. I'm going with you. And everywhere I am, you're going to be just fine. Was Peter safer in the boat or walking on the water? He was safer walking on the water, not because of the water, but because of the Jesus standing beside him. I want to be where Jesus is. Everywhere Jesus is, is the safe road. Brother Dale, we're safer in East Austin with all of the drugs and gun shootings because God said to go. Then we are sitting in our sofas at our house. You can choke on a grape not being in God's will, and a bullet will never touch you in East Austin. I'd rather take the hard road. The hard road is the God road. The hard road is the grace road. God, give our church this year the hard road. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This year is a year of harvest. We're going to continue to push forward in the new territories 
taking dominion and authority, just like the Old Testament armies of old. We're going into Austin. We're going into our city more and more. We're deep diving. The devil hasn't seen anything yet. He's trying to stop us. He's trying to send messengers to buffet us. He's trying to keep our couples from having children. It's a lie. It's a trick. It's deception. Nothing will stop the church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. We're breaking through the gates. This year, we're going to keep taking hard roads. We're going to keep doing dumb things. Pastor, that's dumb, starting a school. That's a money pit. Good. Pastor, stupid, going out there to Austin. They don't want God. Good. It's going to be too hard for y'all financially. It's going to be too much. Aren't, don't you know you're biting off more than you can chew? Good. How are you going to pay for it? Who's going to show up to work days? Who's going to do it? I don't know. But good. I don't know who's going to go preach. I don't know where the money's coming from. But we're going to take hard roads. Aren't you scared? Yeah, of course I'm scared. But God's grace moves in hard roads. Every time we didn't know how we was going to get a lunch made, get up somebody to preach, somebody play a piano. Every time we didn't know how we was going to get to a new facility, how we was going to afford the gas and get the ride. Every time God supplied it. Every time God's made a way. Every time it's been grace for grace. Every time the Lord has given mercies and favor. And I want to keep taking tough roads. I'm seeing the hand of God come down and bless our church. I'm seeing the favor of God work in our families. Why? Because we're choosing tough roads. This is the church of tough roads. If you're looking for easy, this is not the church for you. But if you're looking for miracles, this is the church for you. If you're looking for supernatural power, this is the church for you. If you're looking for miracles, signs, and wonders, this is the church for you. If you're looking for demons to run, this is the church for you. Why? Because God flows on the hard roads. We're not the comfortable church. I'm not going to bash anybody else's church, but we are more uncomfortable than others. When you come here, it's uncomfortable. Comfortable people have left, and they will keep leaving this church. But whoever's going to be left over, we're going to do a mighty work for God. We're a mighty army, a military army. We're reading the Bible knowing who we are. We do not want to be comfortable at Austin First Church. We're fighters. When the road's hard... The workers are full of faith. When the road's easy, nobody needs faith. You know the reason why Jesus said the road is hard? Because on that hard road, you pull those who are serious. Make the gospel easier for them, pastor. You'll get more people. Broad is the way to destruction. Brother Dale, we're not the biggest church. We don't have the most money. But it seems like we're doing more. With what we have compared to the bigger church down the road. Why are we doing more when we have less? Because we chose a hard road and God's grace flows on the roads that are tough. Here's what I feel in the Holy Ghost. We don't have to raise the money first. 
just go. We don't have to have the preachers first, just go. We don't have to have the resources first, just go. God will supply what is needed when we go. Oh, I'm excited about the year. So this year we're going to take hard paths and we're going to get in over our heads lots of times. I want to get in over my head. Guess what's over my head? He over my head. I want to get in over my head, Brother Dale. I want to get in deep waters. I want to get out there in the middle where only God begins to move. I want to get out there so far away from land to where I know that it's the grace of God moving. Never going to see a miracle staying close to the shore. So I want to get in this year over our heads because it's not over God's head. He can swim in those waters. He can carry us. This year, I'd love to start a daycare at our church. We have to take care of our youngest kids. Our youngest kids need a safe place to go. And if we're going to prophesy babies, we better have a daycare to put them in. So I love this for our church for daycare. We've got the space to do it. And we've got the workers to do it. we just got to organize it and make it happen. But I, I really want this church to focus more and more on our children. What the Lord has spoken to me is this. We are not going to lose our kids fighting this devil. The Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to focus on your kids so that your kids are safe when you're out there fighting the devil. He said, don't you dare go spend all your time on the city and lose your kids. He said, you're going to invest a lot of time and money on the kids and make sure they're spiritually safe because the enemy's coming after our kids. The enemy's coming after our children. And so we're going to spend as much effort on our kids as we do on the lost people of the city. The Lord said, spend the most money on two things, the children and outreach. And so the majority of our money that we get extra is going to be going to our kids Make sure they have a good school to go to, our daycare is safe, and then outreach. That's where we're going to spend our money the most. That, that happened for the last few years. God told me that. And that's been a dream and a vision of mine. I'd like to start a daycare this year in Jesus' name. I'm, I'm saying this because all it takes is a manager to run it. You know, where are the entrepreneur, where's the people the entrepreneur spirit at? Where are the people that want to do something like that, okay? Turn your applications in. Yeah. Yeah. The best one for the job, Right? Whoever, whoever can earn it, God will do it, okay? So I want to do it. We want to invest in the Hope Silo Academy more and more. I do not want our school to be a poor, pitiful, barely getting by school. Our kids are worth too much to us. I refuse to have the private school down the road have everything they need while we're the head and not the tail, and we let our kids barely get by. It's not the will of God. So I want us to keep scaling Hope Silo Academy. I want it to be the best school in the entire area. I want, I want to dive in, and God's going to supply. I believe God's going to send money. God's already sent money. We had a donor give, I think, $20,000 seed offering already to kick off Hope Silo Academy. More is coming. More is coming. I believe this year $100,000 is going to come in to, to Hope Silo Academy. And we're going to be able to pay all of our staff fair Austin wages, have everything we need, all the technology, anything our kids need, we should have it. You believe that? 
And I know there's people in this room right now, you didn't have it, and you ought to be praying about it, and you ought to be saying, I want it for these kids. Because you never had that. Don't say, I never had it, they don't have it. That's not the Spirit of God. Say, I never had it, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure they have it. So we're going we're gonna to grow it. We're going to expand it. Speaking of that, if we're going to do that, we're going to have to make sure this facility is prepared for all of that. And it all, it's all fun and games, talking about growth. And sometimes you think the Spirit of God leaves the room when you talk about building. I don't like building things physically because I, I, it's a lot of time. I'd rather be doing something in ministry. But it's just part of it. I don't have a choice. We have to have a place to have ministry. And if we're going to have a great school and we're going to scale and we're going to have a daycare, this, this building, thank God for Bishop Stevens and the church years ago. Here's why. This is perfect for that. This building is set up perfectly. This room is a perfect gym. One week, build a new sanctuary. This place is perfectly set up to have multiple classrooms. This is a great place for a school. This building is the future of the expansion of our school and our daycare. Everything we need, God has already paid away. So this year, we need to start a building program, a building fund, and start preparing for it. It doesn't do any good for us to have all this growth and all these people if we have nowhere to put them. And so we're going to invest because we see where we're headed. And we're going to try to pay off debt and prepare because we're going to have to have a new sanctuary next door. And this place is going to be full of children. Hundreds of children are going to be in this building being taught the Word of God, being saved from abuse, molestation, anger, suffering, pain. This is going to be a safe place right here in the name of Jesus for our kids. While we're out there working, you know your kids are safe. I, I can't stand seeing, seeing moms have to work half their paycheck to put their kid in ungodly daycare. Putting all the ungodliness in front of those kids. And I know a lot of you have to. We can fix that right here in Jesus' name. And we're going to do it together. Amen. So, I think you've heard we have a new building that we're using. And it is right in prime territory. To reach a brand new harvest for Jesus. I am so excited about what I'm calling right now our Loving Austin headquarters. We're cleaning it up. We're preparing it. We're going to put signage out there. We're going to get it nice and lit up. We're going to have a block party very soon out there. We're going to pass out flyers to the community. We're going to meet people. And we're going to cook for them. And we're going to love them. We're going to get to know them. We've got people coming by hungry in the area. We've got people that are wanting a move of God there. We've got Spanish-speaking people. We've got people from all different walks of life. It is a great place to build the kingdom of God. It's going to become a hub, the tip of the spear in the area of East Austin. I'm so excited about what's happening. We're going to get in there and we're going to use that. The building came with a, a it's, it's kind of portable, kind of permanent, but it came with a baptistry tank. And I'm telling you all, that thing's going to be out there on the side of the road in the summertime. And people are going to be walking by, getting baptized in Jesus' name as we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's going to happen right in the heart of East Austin. Right in the front yard. God's going to do it. And we're excited about it. And we're going to keep expanding. Don't forget the prophecy over our church that was given many years ago that there will be six churches come out of this church, seven all. One will be equal to or greater than this church right here. It's already starting to happen. 
God is doing it, and we're not having to open any of these doors. God is opening these doors. God is setting the path before us, and we're grateful for it. God is so good. Let me tell you something else I feel for this year. This is going to be a great year of financial blessing for all of us in Jesus' name. As we choose hard paths, God is going to bless this church financially like never before in Jesus' name. It's coming in Jesus' name. Just go ahead and look for it. I believe this year is going to be an incredible financial year, and that's great because we've got a lot of big missions to fulfill, and God's going to use you. Do you believe that? I hope you know who you are. I hope you know that you're the people of God. I hope you know that God wants to use you. You know why God would want to bless some of y'all? Because you're the most unlikely candidate to ever have money. And it would be a very hard road for you to ever make it. But God chooses hard roads. God chooses the foolish things that confound the wise. God's looking for weird ways to bless the kingdom. You've got to look outside the box and stop saying who you've been and say who God is saying you are. You've got to open up your mind and say, I'm not that guy. I'm not that woman. God is going to put dreams and visions in people of this church. Young couples are going to start starting businesses. God's going to give you ways to do it, and it's going to be a miracle. God's going to do it. It's going to be this year in Jesus' name. So I say to you today, before I go to my close, fear not the hard paths, because God is moving on the toughest roads that we can take. Every time I take a step of faith, everything in my mind is telling me not to do it. Every time. But every time I take a step of faith, God shows up. Brother Dell and I laugh about it all the time. We talk on the phone about once every couple weeks, and we just check in, talking about revival and evangelism, and every time we're like, well, we almost didn't make it, but... God came through. I didn't know how I was going to do it this week, but God came through. That's the story of our church, and that's going to be the journey until Jesus comes back. I didn't know I could make it, but God's grace came through. And I'm going to stay on the tough path because that's the best path. This year is going to be a great year in Jesus' name, but that does not mean it's going to be an easy year. But this will be different than last year. I'll prophesy it in Jesus' name. This year will be hard, but you will see the blessings of God flowing like never before. It's a great year in Jesus' name. To close the day, I've got two scriptures I want to read to you. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Paul said, No temptation has overtaken you, except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Fear not the hard paths, because God will never put you on a path you can't make it on. You have a promise in the Word of God that nothing will take you out, that God will never let it become too much. And the devil wants to tell you you can only take, too much, only take so much and you can't handle it. Don't worry about that one bit. God will never let it become too much. How about this one? Psalms 23. This one broke me last night. I looked it up. It means different now. We love this scripture, but it means much more now to me. 
The Lord is my shepherd. And I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. I don't get to pick my path. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness because His path is right and it is for His namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Because in that valley of the shadow of death, I know, for you are with me. You know why God's not close to some of y'all right now? Because you run from valleys, shadows, and death. But our God loves to work in valleys with shadow and death. rod, your staff, they comfort me. Not only am I in the valley of the shadow of death, but you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. There's no table of fellowship without the presence of your enemies. God help us. We run from people we don't like. We run from tough situations. We run from difficult family members. We run from everything. What what do I preach to you all the time? Stop running away from tough things. God moves in the valley. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Valley, shadow, death, enemies. A banquet table of food. A shepherd with a rod, a staff to fight for me. A cup running over. Oil for healing. And surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He wasn't in the house of the Lord. He was in a dark, deep valley. But he called it the house of the Lord. What if God's house is on the hard roads? deepest connection to God is on the most difficult journeys. I've come to tell you that God has always been pretty good at packing up the tabernacle and moving it with us. I've come to tell you that His house is us. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And everywhere we go, He's with us. 
And no matter what we're dealing with, He's with us. And no matter how bad it seems, He's with us. And no matter how dark it is, He's with us. And no matter who's against us, He's with us. It doesn't matter what we're facing. We are the church that does not take easy paths because we know that there's going to be tables on the tough path. There's going to be anointing oil on the tough path. There's going to be blessings on the tough path. We know there's going to be a rod that protects us. What if you've never really got to walk with God because you keep picking easy? How can you keep walking with God with easy paths and no walk with God? No wonder your faith is struggling right now. You refuse to let God give you grace in tough paths. The closest I've ever got to God was when I felt like He was a million miles away. Because in those moments, He brings grace. He supplies my every need. He prepares a table for me. I'm not hungry. I'm not lacking. He's with me. It is the will of God this year, church family, for us to stop looking for easy paths. And I'm telling you and prophesying to you that God is on the hard road. And if you want to test me fast this week, push the food back, take a hard path, pray every morning, love your brothers and sisters, take the hard road, and I'm telling you right now, God will show up. Who is the Holy Ghost reaching for right now that you've always run from everything and you're not any closer to God now than you were 10 years ago? When will you understand that when you get yourself out there in the deep waters that God has to show up? It's His nature. It's His character. It's His heart. He wants to reveal Himself to you, but you keep staying safe on the islands. You keep staying safe close to shore. You keep running to your TV and your drugs and your sex. You keep running to all your things of the world, and you never will be able to walk with God because you refuse to get out there. And I challenge you right now in the Holy Ghost to please take a hard road. Some of your hard roads will start right now with you getting up out of your seat, coming down to the altar. No matter what anybody thinks about you, no matter what they say about you, I'm taking hard roads this year. Let's all pray in Jesus' name right now. Father, thank you for your word. Father, 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 give us strength to take the valley road. It's not always mountaintops that I experience you, God, but sometimes it's just the valleys. Oh, yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, I will fear no evil for you, oh God. For you, a God, are with me. Come on, your drugs, they're pushing God away. Your, Your YouTube strolling is pushing God away. 
always eating food all the time. It's pushing God away. Skip church, push God away. Won't talk to people, push God away. Take the hard road and let the anointing of God rest in your life. Come on, sir. Quit taking the easy road for your marriage. Come on, ma'am. Quit taking the easy road for your marriage. Come on, dad. Stop taking the easy road for your kids. God shows up on the hard roads. I feel the Holy Ghost strong in this place reaching for somebody. God's reaching. I wish you'd just be sensitive right now to the Spirit of God. And I wish you'd just say yes to the hard road. I wish you'd just say yes to the difficult path. I wish you'd just say yes to hard things. Yes, there's a scary part of this. But the Lord is with us. Come on, crowd to God. Settle in your heart to 2024 is the year of banquet tables, anointing oils. 2024 is the year of a mighty shepherd with a staff in his hand, fighting every enemy that I have. 2024 will be in a valley, but there will be victories in this valley. Crowd to God. Let the tears flow. Let the weeping go. I accept the hard road, Lord. Straight and narrow. Straight and narrow. Doesn't matter what I feel. Doesn't matter what I want. God's grace shows up on the hard roads. I'm confronting my fears in 2024. I'm having tough conversations in 2024. I'm going to do things I don't want to do in 2024 because God's grace shows up in those moments. I'm taking risk in 2024. I'm not going to be content in 2024. I'm not doing things the same way. I'm not protecting myself anymore. I'm putting myself out there, vulnerable with the winds and the waves and the storms of life. And Jesus will reach down and he will grab my arm and he will protect me. I've never been safer than when I'm walking with God. Woo! Yeah! Oh, God, right now, let's dig in the Spirit right now. God is digging up the thing you're most afraid of right now, and God is calling you to ride the waves of fears right now. God is reaching out right now to everybody in this place. You've got a fear right now. I know you do. God is telling you that you, if you face your fears, He will fight your battles. Hear me right now in the Holy Ghost. If you face your fears, he will fight your battles. If you face your fears, he will fight your battles. What are you most afraid of that God is calling you to do? If you will step out into the waters, you will walk on the thing trying to destroy you in 2024. Challenge. I challenge you in Jesus' name. This is your year of victory. There's a a powerful move of the Spirit of God right now calling to us. I'll take your path, Jesus. I'll take the hard road, Jesus. I'll take the valley road, Jesus. I'll take the road of death and shadows and enemies 
because I know that you're with me. And when you are on the road with me, I cannot be defeated. I cannot go down. I cannot be defeated. It's hard getting to church every Sunday and Wednesday, Pastor. Take the hard road. It's hard getting off work. Take the hard road. It's hard keeping this marriage alive. Take the hard road. God moves in the heart. This business is hard to get off the ground. Take the hard road. I don't know how to talk to my kids, Pastor. That they, 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 They've gotten rid of me. Take the hard road. I feel like quitting. Yeah, that's the easy road. Take the hard road. Quitting church is the easy road. That's the path that will kill you one day. But if you want to make it and have victory, take the hard road. If you're a young person right now, take the hard road. Come on, don't take the road. Don't take the road that the world takes. Take the hard road. Get rid of social media. Take the hard road. Get rid of your televisions. Take the hard road. Get rid of the things in your life that are weights. It's the hard road. Get rid of the sports addiction. It's the hard road. It's the blessed road. Don't feel sorry for the church. We, we got the blessings and power of God. Woo. Hallelujah.